Good evening. Well, I'd like to take this time to ask for your prayers uh, for this week. Um, some of you know that Tori and I will be moving uh, at the end of this week, so um, and next, next Sunday we'll, we will be homeless for a little bit uh, until we find our, our next house. So um, a lot of, lot of preparation, a lot of time is going to be going into that. Um, and just uh, pray for the Lord's will in finding a new, uh, a new house. Um, uh, our goal is to move a little bit closer to the assembly um, and also uh, just a couple minutes closer to work, which would be nice. Um, uh, second, uh, before we get started, I, I would like to just take another time just to um, remind you guys that uh, th there are some that are going out door to door. Um, if you are interested in participating in any way, um, that could be through prayer um, through preparation, um, there's seed sowers that need to be put together, um, ordering that needs to be done, um, and then also if you'd like to participate in going to do door to door, um, we, we would really like to see a group of um, thanks, a group of us going out um, into the neighborhoods um, of Claremont. Um, uh, so far, it's actually been a positive reception to. Um, what we've been giving out. Um, we haven't had too many rejections. Um, there there's has been several that have um, stated that they were interested in, in, in Bible studies and things of that nature. So um, the, the, the harvest is, is uh, big. It, it's, there's a lot out there. Um, there's only a, a small, we feel like we, were, we did it for about three or four weeks and uh, we only got one little neighborhood down. There's a lot of houses in that little neighborhood. So um, please pray with us. And if you're, if you're interested in participating, please um, let us know. Um, we could use all the help we can get. Um, this evening, uh, I'd like to take a look in, in Haggai, uh, chapter 1. It's something that uh, I feel the Lord's been putting on my heart and has constantly been reminding me of through the last couple weeks. And uh, it's been... Um, been thinking about spiritual gifts and, and how they relate uh, to, the, to the church. And this, this thought in Haggai kept coming back to me. Um, if, you, if you go on Voices for Christ, there's several um, speakers that um, do a lot better job um, in, in explaining this. Um, there's, there's five key messages in Haggai, um, but we, we're going to be taking a, a look at two of them. But I encourage you, um, for the rest, um, study this book on, on your own, and as well as going on Voices for Christ, several, several really good speakers on there, um, um, really dissecting this book. So in uh, Haggai, we'll, beginning, uh, we'll begin reading in verse 1. It's in the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheotil, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time that you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses, and this temple to lie in ruins? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways." You have sown much and bring in little. 
You eat and do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put them into a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple, that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house. Therefore, the heavens above you withhold their dew, and the earth withholds its fruit. For I called for a drought on the land, and the mountains on the grain, on the new wine, and the, uh, and the oil, on whatever the ground brings forth, on men, on livestock, and on all the labor of your hands. Just look to the Lord one more time. Uh, Heavenly Father, again, we just want to thank you for this time that we have to come and open your word. Uh, Father, we do pray that um, as we consider these thoughts in Haggai and um, in, in Corinthians and in other places, Father, that um, your message would go forth. Father, we pray for clarity of thought and of speech. Um, we pray that your word um, would be the one that's given. Um, Father, we pray um, that in, in all things that you are glorified. Um, we just lift this time up into your hands. Amen. Um, in the book of Haggai, there's, time has elapsed. Uh, Sixteen years has passed since the, the remnant that, um, from, that has left uh, Babylon has come back. Um, if we uh, take a quick look over in Ezra, just to get a br- brief background of, of what's taking place here. Ezra chapter 4. Um, that this, this small group of uh, the children of Israel have, has returned, and um, they are beginning to build and to, to restore what was destroyed, um, and they've returned from, from Babylon. So if we look in Ezra chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the descendants of the captivity were building the temple of the Lord, of God, the Lord God of Israel, they came to Zerubbabel and the heads of the fathers uh, houses and said to them, Let us build with you, for we seek your God as you do, and we have sacrificed to him since the days of Eshradon, king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the heads of the fathers, uh, of the fathers' houses of Israel said to them, You may uh, do nothing with us to build a house for our God, but we alone will build to the Lord God of Israel. As King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us, then the people of the land tried to discourage the people of Judah. They troubled them in building and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So here we have this remnant returning, and they are beginning to rebuild the temple. And we have a very good start. Um, they're, they're doing the right thing. Um, a group comes up, tries to discourage them, tries to infiltrate and, and, and to get in there and stir things up, um, and, and they do the right thing. They put them away, and, and um, they continue to build. Um, if you drop down, in, uh, still in Ezra chapter uh, 4, verse 23, <clears throat> a letter has been written to, to Israel and, and to Jerusalem, and it says, now when, the copy of, uh, now when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before Rehum Shimei, uh, um, Shimshay, the scribe, 
and their companions, they went up in haste to Jerusalem against the Jews, and by force of arms made them cease. Thus the work of the house of God, which is in Jerusalem, ceased, and it was discontinued until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So we have this tremendous start. They, they come back into the land. They begin to build, but then they stop. They're discouraged. Um, and, and this is where we're, we're picking up in Haggai. Um, Sixteen years has passed. And um, after they had been uh, discouraged, now um, and later on in Ezra, they do pick up in, in chapter 5 and verse 5, and it says that they continued to build, and, and um, they were not discouraged at that point. Um, this could have been their testimony had they continued to build, um, knowing that the Lord was on their side. Um, but the thought is, what were they doing for 16 years? What, was, what, what were they keeping themselves busy with? And uh, we get the answer in uh, verse, um, verse 4. Uh, is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple lie in ruins? Um, they had an excuse. They had an excuse not to build. Um, they were discouraged, and they, they came up with the, the thought or the reason that it's not time to build the Lord's house. Um, and that was their excuse, and that was the excuse they used for about 16 years. Um, my thought goes to um, our own lives. And, and, and again, this, this book of Haggai is written um, to, to Israel, um, and we have to be careful when we make applications, but I think that it's, it's safe to say that um, this same message can be applied to the church today. Um, sometimes we often get too wrapped up in things of this world. Um, and, and we're going to be looking at a, a very famous portion in Romans that deals with that. Um, but a lot, a lot of times we can be um, too concerned and too worried about um, fixing our own house, working on our own things, um, getting, getting our, um, our, our life in order before we enter the Lord's work and before we, we start working for him. Um, what were they waiting for? What are we waiting for? Are we waiting for... Are we waiting to graduate school, to, to get a career, to get married, um, to retire, and then we'll serve the Lord, um, and then we'll work on his house? Um, God rebukes them, and, and in verse 4, he, and, and he, he opens their eyes to their current situation. Um, and, uh, he, he rebukes them in, in verse 4, and... and and brings to mind that they're going back home to their paneled houses, their houses that are finished, while his house is lying in ruins. And in verse 5, he asks them uh, uh, or gives them a command to consider their ways. Um, and this is my thought, and this is the thought that's been coming back into my, my mind, um, and this is what the Lord's really been trying to get a hold of me. Um, what, what am I doing uh, with my time? Uh, what, what am I trying to get done uh, what does he want to get done? Uh, you know, and, and, and figuring out um, you know, what the Lord's will is in, in this assembly, what the Lord's will is in my life, and, and what should we be doing? Um, and, and he opens their eyes to their current condition in verse 6. It says, you have sown much, and you bring in little. There was fruitlessness within the, within the, uh, um, the, the area. Um, they were sowing much. They were working very hard, but they weren't reaping 
a lot. And um, my thought has been on this, uh, sp more specifically for Claremont, you know, we, we, we do have a lot of ministries and we're doing good, um, but, but the fruit that's coming in, where, where, what, what have we seen um, in the last couple of years? Um, and, and we see this, this fruitlessness here, um, that they are sowing much, they are working very, very hard. And it seems like they're spinning their wheels. Um, take a look at John chapter 15. John chapter 15 um, and in verse 8. It says, But this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Um, this is the will of God, that we, that we bear much fruit, that, that fruit... Um, is, is manifested in our lives within the assembly. And in here, in Haggai, it was, it was speaking of physical fruit. They were, they were physically not bringing in enough. Um, but in our lives, um, we can apply this to a spiritual aspect. Um, uh, in in uh, the second part here, it says, you eat, but are not, uh, you eat but do not have enough. There was no satisfaction there was, they, were, they were still hungry. Although they would eat, it was as if, you know, they, they weren't being filled. And, and what's the purpose, or why, why is this happening? And it's because they have left God out of the picture. Um, they have forgotten him. Um, and oftentimes we, we can feel the same way. We feel like we're spinning our wheels. We feel like we're not making any headway um, spiritually. Um, in in uh, the next point, it says, you drink, but you are not filled with drink. Um, they're thirsty. They have a belly full of water, but they're still thirsty. Um, their, their clothes, um, it says, um, you clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. Uh, no matter how many, you know, how many shirts or jackets, and I think we've all felt this physically in the past, it doesn't matter how many blankets or clothes you put on, you're still cold. Something's, st something's wrong. You're still cold inside. Um, and then um, lastly, it's uh, you earn... Um, you earn wages. Um, you earn wages, and it's it's put in a bag with uh, put into a bag with holes. Now this this can actually kind of look like my bank account at times, but um, feels like we're we're making money, but it's it's not going anywhere. Um, and and just the, the 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 thought that the Lord is is trying to express through Haggai is that without the Lord, you will never have enough. You will you will always be hungry. You always be thirsty, um, and and spiritually, um, going back to the the, the thought of, of clothes. Um, um, spiritually, we can grow we can grow cold if we put ourselves first. Um, the thought of about is is you know you have a fire, and and you have these coals in the in the bottom of the fire, and when all those coals are together, that fire's working like it should. But if you take one coal out and set it by itself, over time that coal goes cold until you put it back into the fire and back into the group. And, and this is the thought that I was, uh, just these thoughts that I've been thinking about. Um, uh, in verse 9, he says, you looked for much, but in, indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Um, why, says the Lord. Um, all of this, this, this fruitlessness, this drought, this lack of growth, why? Why has all this taken place? And he answers the question at the end of verse 9. 
It says, because of my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house. And I think it's important that we, we, we consider this each day, putting the Lord first. And, and again, we're going to be looking in, in Romans chapter 12 soon, but um, it's, it's time that we, that we put the Lord first and we put his house first above, above our own. Um, there was a whole conference dedicated to uh, Christ and, and his preeminence in our lives. And, and I think it would be beneficial for us to continue to revisit that, both personally and, and as, as a body of believers. Well, the question comes up, and, and through this, um, what is the Lord's house? What is, what is, we, we know physically that Haggai was speaking of the temple in Jerusalem, but what is the Lord's house now? Let's look at First um, Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter three. In the, in the uh, the New Testament, we have several pictures of what the church is. Um, the church is described as a field, um, as a building, uh, as a body, as a bride, as a flock. And, um, and this is something that I, I enjoy about the Word of God, is that he cannot describe, the, the Word of God cannot describe um, the beauty of Christ in just one aspect. That's why we have so many different types. That's why the Old Testament is filled with types of Christ, because not one type completely describes the Lord Jesus. And in the same way, um, one type would not completely describe the church. And, and we have many different types. And tonight we're going to be looking at two of them. Uh, we're going to be looking at the church as a building and the church as a body. And uh, I, want to, I want to really focus on this as applies to um, spiritual gifts and, and, and what is our spiritual gift? Do we even know what our spiritual gift is and how are we using it um, in the assembly? So if we look in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3 and verse 9, it says, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. The fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as so through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. And then uh, one quick verse in chapter 4, verse 2. It says, Moreover, it was required in stewards that one be found faithful. So the thought and, and the answer to the question, and what, is, what is God's house? And, and we do know this answer. Um, and and it, it is the church. Um, we are his house. We are his building. Um, we are all his, also his field. And there's a warning in verse 10. It says, take heed how you build. Um, 
obviously this is speaking of, of t teaching gifts and, and those that are teaching and um, as one teaches another comes and waters that teaching um, but I think it, it can be applied to other gifts as well um, in verse 16 it says do you not know that you are the temple of God um, the, the the spirit of God we do know dwells in each and every one of us um, those of us that are saved um, but here it's speaking of um, the, the, the body or the building as a whole, the church as a whole. Um, and, and in verse 17, it says um, that the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Um, this, this church is, is, is God's house. This, this body of believers, this is where he, he dwells. Um, and we are to treat it as such. It is holy. Um, let's, let's look at another portion in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. And this is where we'll be spending some time. Again, as applied to spiritual gifts, um, as, as we build the house of the Lord, as we, as we work on this building, and, and also we're going to be looking at it as applied to the body, um, everybody has a, a job. Everybody has a role. Now, in 1 Corinthians 12, um, the problem in Corinth was that um, they were desiring... Everyone was de desiring a, a specific gift. Everybody wanted to have the gift of tongues, and they were kind of elevating that above everything else. So um, Paul, Paul is instructing them that not only, is, um, not only are all the gifts important, um, but that everybody is gifted. Every single believer in the assembly, every single believer in the church is gifted, and it's important for you to use that gift. Um, we are to desire the best gifts. Um, it says that at the end of the chapter, but we are all supposed to be utilizing our spiritual gifts in the assembly. Um, so let's pick it up in, in verse 1 of chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one say... Um, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diverse, diversities of uh, activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of uh, healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, um, distributing uh, to each one individually as he wills. Um, in, in verse 4 um, through, through 6, we have these uh, diversity of gifts. Again, going back, um, there, 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 there's a list, and it starts in, chap in verse 8 and runs through verse 10. And these are the, the, the spiritual gifts. Um, this, is an ex an, this isn't an exhaustive list. And, and the easiest way I can remember where all the spiritual gifts are located in the Bible is 12-12-4-4. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12. Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4. And these are the, these are the portions that uh, speak on, on uh, spiritual gifts. Um, but we have this diversity. We have 
differences of ministries and we have the diversities of activities. Um, and there's, there's many different roles, there's many different positions um, within the church. And it's important that we all identify what our spiritual gift is and put it to use um, to build this, this house. Um, in, in verse 7, it says uh, that the, the Spirit is given to each one. So every single person has been given a, a gift. And, and what is the purpose of it? It's for the profit of all. Um, just like in the body. Um, the body functions, and we're going to get into that in the next, next portion here, but the body functions as a unit. And it's, and it's not um, separate body parts working individually, um, but it's for the profit of all. Um, my feet carry me to the refrigerator. My hands grab a drink, um, and then I put it to my mouth. And then once I... Once the drink goes into my mouth, the rest of the body takes over. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole unit that works together and not just one um, individual part. Um, picking up in verse 12, it says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, having all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is one member, but many. Uh, not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, it is therefore, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the smelling be? But now God has set the members each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were, um, and if they were all one member, where would be? The, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. Um, um, and we'll, we'll stop there. Um, given to each one, and in in verse eleven, we have this distribution of gifts. Um, it says the Spirit dis, uh, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Um, the, the Holy Spirit is the one who, who dictates and to, who gives out these gifts. And it's upon our spiritual birth that we receive these gifts. When we're born again spiritually, um, each one of us is given this, these gifts. Um, and, and the Spirit is the one that supplies these gifts. Um, in verse 12, we have one body but many members. Um, it's not just one giant eye, as we see pictured in the next uh, um, couple verses. And, and dropping down to verse 18, it says, it says, God has set the members, each one of them, um, in the body just as he's pleased. Um, and, and this really jumped out to me that, that God has specifically set each one of us into the body of Christ just as he's pleased. Um, you, are, you are here for a reason. Um, there is a purpose for you here. Um, and um, it, again, going back to our thought in Haggai, it's, it's time for us to, to um, stop building and, and stop working on our own houses. You know, um, there's going to be time for that. Um, an illustration that I liked uh, up at boys camp this last summer was one that dad gave. And it's a, uh, it's a jar, and it's a giant jar, and, it's, and he's got ping pong balls. And... Um, when he, uh, he the, the, uh, the ping pong balls represented um, things for the Lord and, and things that we did 
um, in, in service for him, whatever it was, stacking chairs, you know, uh, going to church, whatever it was. And then he had a, um, a, a, another bowl of rice. And this, this represented all the things that we like to do. Um, things of this world, things that we need to get done, work, school, whatever, video games, all that stuff, um, shopping. And um, he poured all that stuff, into the, all the rice, into the jar first, okay? And it filled it up about halfway. And, and he got all that stuff, we, and, and the thought was that we, we put all of our stuff first, all of our, our needs first, and then we put the Lord's uh, in second. Well, as you can kind of imagine, you put these ping pong balls into a jar that's, full, that's half full or half empty um, of rice, and only a certain amount of ping pong balls um, fit in there. So you were only allowed to serve the Lord X amount, and there was a ton of ping pong balls left over. Well, then he, he reversed it. He took them out, and he put, the, he put the rice and all this stuff over here. And then he put the Lord's things first. He put the ping pong balls into the jar, and it filled it all the way up to the top. And then he took the rice and then the, the things of this world that we need to get done, and then he put that into the jar. And the rice filled in all the cracks that were left inside the ping pong balls. And it was, it was kind of incredible that both jars fit into that one jar. And it was just a reminder to me that, you know, there, there are things that we need to get done in this life. You know, we, we need to work. We have to go to school. We have to take care of family um, and, and, and do the day-to-day -day things. Um, but it's, it's, it's got to be the Lord first. His house needs to be um, um, a priority in our lives, and we need to build it first. Um, um, jumping down to verse 25 in the same chapter here. Um, sorry, uh, verse 23. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, to these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have great, greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it. There should be no schism in the body, but the members should have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. Um, there's to be no lack within the body. Um, and, and thinking about this, and again, thinking of an example, and I have seen some stuff out um, in, in, in my line of work, but, you know, thinking the example that Dad has in, in Woodshop when he was teaching, and, and kids that cut their finger off, you know, on a, on a saw in, their, in his woodshop. Um, when that finger is cut off, it is no longer a part of the body. In fact, and it's no longer um, receiving life from the body. It's no longer receiving blood flow or oxygen or all the things that need to keep it functioning because it's separated and eventually it dies. Um, now, can we, can we function without a finger? Absolutely. Um, can we live without thumbs? Yes, it'd be hard to kind of hold up our sandwich, but we can, um, we can function without thumbs. Um, but the, the, the thought here is that our body is, is created by God for a certain reason. Every member has its role. Um, the thumb, the finger, the, the, the pinky toe. Um, and, and this is where this next verse comes in. Because um, I, I, for the longest time, I couldn't, I don't know why we have a pinky toe, but here's the reason. It says, if one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. 
And, and we all have experienced uh, stubbing our toes in the dark. And we don't know our toes there until we stub it against um, some piece of, piece of furniture. And then our whole body suffers when that, when that happens. Um, and, and that's, that, again, it's a beautiful picture of what happens in the church. Um, this morning, um, hearing the news of Will, and, and um, you know, when one of our members are, is suffering, our whole body suffers. Um, and all of, all of us are, are sorrowful, and, and we all can come together uh, and, and help, you know, uh, if, if, if you get hurt, the rest of your body reacts and, and tries to get yourself help. If you cut yourself, your feet take you to the sink to wash out the cut, you know, and we all kind of come together and work as a body to help that part that is hurting. And this is what we see here. Um, and, and again, in verse 28, uh, another reminder, it says, and God has appointed these in the church. God has given these, these, these gifts to us, and we are to use them. Um, quickly, let's uh, look at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Very, very familiar portion, but uh, one that, that um, absolutely should be repeated. Um, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in, the, in one body, but all members um, do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace which is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. And he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Uh, the mercies of God. Um, in, in verse 1. Um, what are those mercies? Well, we don't have time, um, so I would encourage you to read Romans 1 through 11, and those are all the mercies of God that it's talking about there, um, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, okay? This is a, as opposed to the ones in the Old Testament that were dead. Um, this is a living sacrifice, um, and God wants to live, us to live a holy, uh, that is a set-apart life um, that is acceptable to him. Um, the thought goes to 1 Peter and this continues with our thought of living stones. First um, Peter chapter um, two and verse four. It says, "Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious." You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices 
acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And uh, just thinking of what the building materials are for the house of God, and it's us. We are the living stones. We are the ones being knit together. We are the ones being used to build up this, uh, this spiritual house. And we are, to, we are also the ones to, uh, um, to sacrifice ourselves, to be a living sacrifice unto God. Um, if, if you, going back to Romans chapter 12, and, and the, 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 really the phrase that jumped out to me in this small portion was in verse 6. And it says, having then gifts differing according to grace that is given to us, let us use them. Um, uh, this, this thought has been on my mind for, for months now. And, and just thinking of the, the various gifts and talents that, that are here within this assembly. Um, the, the, the Corinthian church didn't have a problem with a lack of gift. They had plenty of gift there. They just had a lack of, um, they, they weren't using their gifts properly. And, and, and they, want, they were arguing over which gifts they wanted. Um, but there was no lack of gift. And, and here in Claremont, we are, we are tremendously blessed um, with spiritual men and women um, to guide us, and, and, and a good youth group, and, and we're eager, um, but we need to use these spiritual gifts. Um, what, what is your spiritual gift? Could, could, could we go around the room tonight and, and, and talk about what, what we feel is our spiritual gift? Um, one, one thought that I enjoyed, and it was actually from a message that Al gave several years ago, uh, and it was on spiritual gifts, and he says, if you, if you don't know what it is, if you don't know what your spiritual gift is, do all of them, you know, and, and, and you'll, you'll figure it out. Um, oftentimes, it's easier for someone else to, to look at you and to tell you what your spiritual gift is. Um, and, and I encourage the older brothers and sisters um, to, to come alongside us younger ones and, and really, and, and, you know, tell us, you know, t- talk, talk to them. Let us know what, what you think. Um, and, and then um, we need to be encouraging each other to, to use them, okay? Um, for those of us that are uh, the prayer warriors, um, teach the younger ones how to pray. Uh, for those that, that are hospitable, teach the younger ones how to be hospitable. And, and, and this, is, this is what's going to build the house of the Lord. This is when, when, when the, the body is functioning the way it should be. Um, let us use them. We have the list of gifts, verses 6 through 8, um, and, and, and again, we need to identify them and, and, and see how we are exercising those gifts within the assembly. Um, uh, jumping over to Ephesians really quickly. Ephesians chapter 4. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, and this is, a, this is the portion that Jeff actually spoke on last week, and I thought he was going to um, um, go right along with what, what, um, what I was going to say this week, but uh, he took a different route, which, is, uh, which was just as good. Um, but to each one of us, grace um, was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean? but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He, all, he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gives some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, 
for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of that body for the edifying of itself in love. Um, He led captivity captive. Uh, I was trying to wrap my mind around what this what this meant. This is a quote from from the Psalms. Um, as as Jesus came and as he died, um, he led all of us, all of us that are captive, that were captive under sin. He led us out of that captivity. Um, he and and as he was leading us out of it and 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 taking us captive into his own. He gave the, he on top of all that he gave us gifts, um, and and this is what um, uh, this is going above and beyond. And not only did he save us, but he gives us spiritual gifts that we can use to glorify and honor him. Um, uh, in in verse nine, and and this is something that Jeff mentioned last week. But um, now this he ascended. What does it mean? But that he first descended. Um, knowing that Christ was seated at God's right hand, um, he, um, he descended into the lower parts of the earth. He took on flesh. He became a man. He died on a cross. Um, and he um, lived a perfect life while he was here. Um, and then while hanging on that cross, paid the penalty for all of our sins. Um, he was buried going into the lower parts of the earth. And three days later, he ascended and is now seated at his right at, at God's right hand. Um, um, you can't receive spiritual gifts until you received the gift that God has given us. Um, that, that that is the gift of His Son. Um, that that is that is the the, um, the 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 gift that is referred to in the beginning of Romans. Uh, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And once we have received that gift, then we are born again spiritually, then we receive these spiritual gifts. Um, um, so, so why do we have spiritual gifts? Again, why, why were they given to us? Um, the answer is in verse 12 of, of uh, Ephesians 4. It's for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry or the service, For the edifying of the body of Christ, these are the three things here. The the equipping of the saints, the work of the ministry, and the edifying of the body of Christ. Um, This this should be our goal. As as we have identified our gift, whatever it may be, our goal should be to edify the body of Christ, to to, to work together in this, um, and to to equip the saints, and to, uh, to build up each other. Every body part has its job. In, um, in verse 15 through 16, it says, um, from whom the, uh, sorry, but speaking the truth in love um, may grow up in all things into the head. 
Um, and in verse 16, it says, the whole body being joined, knit together. That's the key, being joined and knit together. We have to be together. Um, and I don't think this comes once a week. I don't think this comes Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, if, you, if you take a look at Ephesus, if you take a look at Corinth, if you take a look at Acts, they were meeting, they were exhorting each other daily, not exhorting each other weekly. And I think that's something that we've fallen into. Um, it's interesting that the closer we live together, the farther we grow apart. And this was a thought I was thinking about the other day. Um, if you think back in the old days, um, when you lived three miles away from each other, everybody knew everybody in town. But as people started moving closer and closer to each other, now some of us don't even know who our neighbors are. You know, and we live, you know, stones throw away. Um, and, and, and um, you know, especially in the body of Christ, you know, we need to, to be in each other's lives, in and out of each other's lives daily, lifting each other up um, and exhorting each other. Um, and this is, and we'll close with this in First Peter chapter 4. There is a sense of urgency that needs to take place when speaking of, of building the body and, and working um, for the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 7, it says, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister to it, uh, minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom uh, belongs the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Time is running out. Um, the Lord is coming back very, very soon. Um, if, if you turn on CNN or the news for any amount of time, you will see um, that there's wars and rumors of wars going on all throughout the world. Um, and we need to, as, as the time is running out, we need to redeem the time. And, and, and there's, there's a quick um, lesson here, and it's, it, we are to, as, as we work together, and as this body grows together, we are to love one another. Um, this, this, this portion, um, it's not a coincidence that uh, Romans uh, chapter 13 is, follows Romans chapter 12. That uh, after the, the, the gifts are, are identified, that the body is working together, that love has to be in the mix. It has to be the, the, the most important thing, that we are to love each other, that we are to put each other first. Um, it, each one, again, has received a gift. Everybody has a gift. Um, and we are called to be good stewards. Um, God has given us these gifts. And, and if we sit there and we bury it in the ground, um, uh, we will be sorry that day when, when, uh, when, it's, when it's revealed, when, when that fire comes and um, the wood, hay, and stubble is, is taken away and only the precious jewels um, that, that were uh, earned for the Lord will be, will be left. Um, we are to be good stewards of what God has given us. And the, the, the most important thing, and, and this again, goes from every ministry, whether it be brigades, Awanas, Sunday school, here, anything, 
that in all things God may be glorified. Um, this is the thought that was brought up in Haggai in uh, chapter 1 and verse 8, um, that he said that he, he wanted the house to be built, that, that he might take pleasure in it, and that he might be glorified. Um, uh, the good news is, and with, with, with the lack of time, we won't look at it, but in Haggai chapter 1 and verse 12, we see that they obeyed the voice of the Lord. And that God promised to be with them after that. That the, that the, the house was built. That, um, that they again feared the Lord and put him first. And there was a time of blessing after it. And uh, again, this is, what, this is what God wants. God wants to bless us. He wants to use us. He wants us to reach out into this community and, and to build each other up. And, and we just have to, um, we have to be ready to work, to, to use our, our gifts that, that God has give, gifted us with. Uh, let's close in a word of prayer. Timothy Father, we just again want to thank you um, for your word. Father, we thank you most importantly for your son and what he came and did 2,000 years ago on that cross. Um, Father, that he left um, the heights of heaven, that he took on flesh, and that he descended and became a man. And Father, that um, he humbled himself uh, to the point of death even the death on the cross, and that he hung there and paid for the sin of the entire world. And Father, as he rose from the grave, and Father, as, as we were, are born again spiritually, Father, he has given us gifts, spiritual gifts. Father, we just pray that you would help us to use them, that we would be good stewards of them, um, that we would seek to use them in, in, in your church, in your body. Father, that we would build each other up in love, and Father, encourage each other and edify one another. Um, Father, we pray that in all these things that you are glorified. We pray this in your son's name. Amen.